0: Hello, and welcome to this special episode of You Lost Me at Namaste, the podcast where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm thrilled that you are listening today. So I am in Bodrum, Turkey. I arrived here this past week. Just a little heads up, you may hear some chickens or dogs barking in the background (laughs) because I am not in a formal studio. I am in a portable studio. And again, where I am in Bodrum, it's a beautiful peninsula that sticks out into the Aegean Sea attached to Turkey. And I feel it's going to be the new wellness, well-being mecca of the world. There's some really, really fantastic things coming out of this um, area of the world. And I can't wait to share more of them. This season is going to be packed with amazing interviews from people in the area. I have an interview coming up with a shaman, an interview with an Ayurvedic specialist. We're going to do some hippy-dippy spiritual stuff. And we're going to talk about botanicals, what kind of herbs Mother Nature Nature has given us to help us heal and have vitality and just live our best life. There's a lot more out there than just sage. So today's episode actually is going to be from an interview that I just did. So I, or I was interviewed, I should say. So this has been such a fun season, and to leave from Washington, D.C. and San Antonio, Texas, and fly across three continents halfway around the world to land in Turkey with my podcast uh, equipment intact was amazing. <laughs> I'm thrilled. But for today... I am still a little jet lagged, and so I wanted to share with you an interview that I actually did on the day I left. So the day I left Washington was a crazy day last week. I, was, um, I met with the brand new ambassador from Turkey to the United States in the morning, which was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. We discussed cultural and wellness tourism and what we can do between our two countries. So it was excellent to meet him and welcome him to Washington, D.C. And then I had to fly home, run home, of course, change my clothes, put on different makeup, and sit for a TV interview from Oya Bain. And it was a Turkish TV show where I was being interviewed again on my experience in Turkey. Why I chose to travel to Turkey, how I feel safe, what it is I love about Turkey, and also my wellness journey. So today's show, at the end of this right now, is just gonna have that show that I did for TV. So the audio might be a little off, but I hope you enjoy it. If you're interested, listen to the whole thing. It's fun kind of talking about my experience and my history and about Turkey. I also talk about my moth experience, which is like the TED talk for storytellers. I talk about my friends here in Turkey, my experience with the people, the food, um, and just what I didn't know when I got here. The first time I came to Turkey, I was with my friend Catherine. We were in Istanbul, and we heard the call to prayer. We didn't know what that was. We literally didn't know if we were supposed to get on our knees and pray. Were we supposed to cover our shoulders? We had no idea. And now, of course, I know it's just a beautiful almost meditation that is played several times a day throughout Turkey from mosques. And it's just such a relaxing melody. There were so many things I didn't know on that first trip here. So fast forward several years later, I am just in heaven here. I love the wellness aspect of it. The food is just so natural. The sea is healing. The air is fresh. In fact, Dacha, which is another little peninsula just south of where I am, is actually where the Aegean meets the Mediterranean. So Out my window right now, I'm looking at the Greek islands of Leros and Kos, just to give you an idea of where I am on the map. And then just below me is Dacha, just below, kind of west of Dacha, is the Greek island of Rhodes. So Dacha has been said to have the highest oxygen level of anywhere on earth. (laughs) So people live longer there, they feel healthier, they have more energy, and I'm close to that. Plus, not to mention, there's 500, 800-year-old olive trees right in my yard, basically, like just up the hill about a block. There's all these really old olive trees that it would take several people hand to hand to wrap your arms around these beautiful old olive trees. So talk about some serious grounding energy. (laughs) So anyway, that's enough. Um, I will let you listen, just a few housekeeping notes. I would love to hear your ideas for some shows or if you have questions to ask me because I'm doing two shows later in the season to answer all your questions. You can drop me a message, you can DM me on Instagram at youlostmeatnamaste, or you can email me at michelle at michelle If you would like me to answer you privately, right now I have the time to do that. If you would like it to be a public answer on the podcast, then let me know that too, because trust me, if it's a question you have, there are a lot of people around the world who could benefit from the answer. Really, you'd be helping other people as well who just didn't think to ask or were too shy. So, but it's up to you. So, just let me know if you want me to answer it privately or if you want me to answer it on air. And of course, I always leave your name off. It's, these are always anonymous questions. So, you can reach me that way. Stay in touch. I do get, I don't get homesick. I love it here, but I get a little lonely sometimes. So, I love the messages. Always makes me happy to wake up and see messages, of course. And I'm on Clubhouse. So in April, I will be opening up two rooms. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it's a fairly new social media app designed for chat rooms and lectures and talks and collaborative vocal experiences. You can learn a lot. There's really great um, workshops, webinars, chat rooms. It is in beta testing right now, so it's still by invite only, but the invites are getting a lot easier to get. And uh, yeah, it's been around for about a year. So check me out on Clubhouse if you want to reach me that way, and I will announce later in April what those rooms are. One, I can tell you right now, is going to be on travel, and it's going to be amazing how to travel abroad, and different things to know in these changing times. And the other chat room is going to be on wellness. It's going to be on wellness, and I want to hear your story. It's going to be a very collaborative um, uh, room. So that's it for now. Stay tuned. Listen to the interview with Oya Bain. It's called tea (laughs) time. Hope you love it. And until next time, namaste.
1: Dear viewers, welcome to our tea time program. Today we have a special guest just right for the arrival of the spring, the allure of travel, and the magic of Turkey. Meet Michelle Schoenfeld, the well-being expert, inspirational speaker, consultant, storyteller, and the most lovely personality and the goddess of the Aegean. First of all, I want to thank Michelle for taking the time for this program. Uh, she's flying to Turkey tonight at 11 p.m. So we'll, we'll have it get to the topic right away. Michelle is a wellness expert and inspirational speaker based in Washington, D.C. and Bodrum, Turkey. She has spent 20 years in the wellness industry, including 10 years in the pharmaceutical industry as well. She is also the co-founder of a successful medical spa. She hosts a well-being podcast, is a TV wellness commentator for Washington's CBS affiliate, and has been featured in several media outlets, including most recently the Henriette newspaper. She is a regular well-being therapist at the Life Company in Bodrum, focusing on mindfulness, meditation, and healing. She is on the board of several philanthropic organizations and is a lifelong international travel whose love for Turkey has led her to an amazing journey into a different culture, into a different world. And that is what is mostly mostly needed at this time of crisis we are facing all over the world. So here is Michelle. And tell us about yourself. uh, And tell us how you started this uh, journey. What uh, what interested you uh, to travel? and get into um, wellness programs. Because this is quite new to me, being from an older generation. My wellness, when I was growing up, is going to Heybelada, which is this beautiful island of Istanbul, and you know, napping under the pine trees, swimming, uh, and having long tea time with my friends, pouring my heart out, reading, doing nothing. There was wellness. But now I can't even do it now because there's so much stress, so much connectivity, and both uh, internally and externally and the the problems in the world is always in our living room. So please start, uh, tell us about yourself.
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much, (laughs) Oya Hanum. That was a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Thank you. And there's so much there that I'd like to address. Um, But first of all, let me say, because you mentioned how you uh, thought of wellness when you were a child and growing up and that there is a generational difference. And what you were doing was exactly right. It's exactly what we all aspire to do now but then it worked so well because we weren't bombarded with the 24-hour news cycle. You know, never mind that we weren't in a global pandemic, but we weren't bombarded with news 24 hours a day on every channel and our social media and our mobile devices. And everywhere you turn now, there's some kind of drama or some kind of crisis or some something tragic. And so it's really hard to come back to that place of wellness and joy and happiness and mindfulness. What you being outside being in nature those are absolute best things you can do okay <laughs> i started on my wellness journey about 20 years ago as you're right i was in the pharmaceutical industry which is more um on the inside right and it's taking medications and throughout my career kind of realized that that really wasn't wellness That really wasn't the avenue that I wanted to go down. So incredibly grateful for everything I learned for it, because everything in life that we do, we learn something valuable to us. So I did that, got my analytical side, got definitely um, the pharmaceutical side, the medical side of wellness, then kind of evolved into more the mind body connection and more of a holistic approach, which is like meditation and mindfulness and clean eating and being in nature. And I, at the same time though, I was raising two children. I owned, a co-owned a medical spa and life just got to me. There was so much coming in and I wasn't taking care of myself. And I found myself with stage three breast cancer, which is incredibly traumatic, of course. And I fought my breast cancer for about two years. And it was during that time period that I really wanted to delve into what else is there out there to heal. There has to be more to life than just working hard and making money. I wasn't living in a place of happiness or gratitude. I was so focused on the next thing I could achieve, the next thing I could buy, the bigger house, the nicer car, more vacations, better things for my children. But I lost touch with what's really important in life. And that's love and respect and feeling connected to yourself and your soul, to God, the universe, whatever you're comfortable with. That feeling of connection that brings us joy so through my cancer i was kind of given a time out in life because i couldn't do a lot i read i took courses i researched tried different things and that led me to i can't wait to travel again because i wasn't allowed to travel for about two years and during that time i really decided it was india or turkey my grandfather had very strong connections to both And I had just seen Turkey throughout my life as being the most like magical, mystical, almost like living in an exotic James Bond movie. Um, (laughs) I I can't even explain all the feelings I had about Turkey, but I'd never seen it for myself. So the minute that my doctors gave me the okay to travel, I bought a ticket to Turkey and I came, I called all my friends who knew something Turkey, whether they're American or Turkish and said I'm ready anybody over the years who said oh if you ever go to Istanbul or if you ever go to Bodrum look my friend up well I did I contacted everybody I knew and I went to Istanbul um stayed at a beautiful hotel um right on the Bosphorus. flew in at night basically didn't know where I was came out in the morning saw the windows overlooking the Bosphorus, and just stood there and like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now Because I'm looking going, this is the body of water that separates Asia from Europe. And this is where history, things I've read about and heard about for hundreds, thousands of years, I'm standing on the exact that people have stood on and lived on and prayed on and eaten on and raised their children on for thousands of years. And being an American, we just don't have that kind of history as Americans. Of course, there's a long history to our continent, but we don't have the history as Americans. So I just jumped in to the Turkish culture and just soaked it up, whether it was the Hagia Sophia or the Blue Mosque or um, walking through the opulent Neshanta or going to the Grand Bazaar or just the little side streets, just the little side streets with people sitting there having their chai and just fell in love with it. And then from there, and again, it was the same thing, flew in at night and voted from <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening to this knows about Bodrum, but in case somebody doesn't, Bodrum is such a beautiful peninsula the sea. And it's all mountainous meets the sea. So I fly in at night. I'm in Gamushla of Bodrum. Wake up in the morning, eyes, see the Aegean, see the mountains. I just felt connected to something bigger than me. And mm-hmm. I was... That was it. it started my love story with turkey because i feel like there's so much healing energy there that it's going to be the new wellness well-being mecca of the world there's detox sensors cleansing centers yoga retreats kind people um i am a visiting therapist with the life co there doing mindfulness and meditation and healing your life and letting you release the past to welcome new all sorts of modalities in wellness and everybody I've come across I've just loved in then I found myself in lockdown right during the pandemic last year I was supposed to go to teach a retreat in February and mm. then when everything closed I got stuck there gratefully <laughs> in the little mm. village of Turkuku and instead of being there for four to five weeks I ended up being there for five and a half months mm. and As you know, and I'm sure a lot of the viewers know, I I do feel like Turkey did so many things well when it came to the pandemic initially. They locked down, no flights domestically or internationally, and you couldn't even travel between the provinces. You stayed in, you weren't walking on the street, you weren't socializing. Well, I was really lucky that I shared a garden with an older village family, and they didn't speak any English. They've lived there for generations. They have chickens in their yard and they are the kindest, most beautiful people. Were bringing me food. Once they, I'm, I happen to be a plant-based diet, I'm vegan. Once they understood what that was, they started bringing me all the vegetables from the gardens and all the stewed things with their spices. They'd invite me over for tea. And we have no, um, we didn't really have a lot of communication. I am taking Turkish. Um, I, kudos yes. to class is I took two semesters of classes through task at the Turkish house in Washington, DC.
1: Yes, I remember. And yes, now- S- yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, I remember. And now i have a private tutor in Bodrum that I Skype with. But at the time, my Turkish is very limited. And we would just sit there and I felt like the people in the village were the most hospitable, kind, warm, beautiful people. And then you have the Aegean, right, right there. So I just felt like, wow, if there's a place to be, this is the place to be. And never mind the pandemic, just in general, there's definitely something healing in the water of the Aegean around Turkey, no question. And not to mention the, the mountainside, you have olive trees that are two, 300 years old, some 800 year old olive trees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a magical place. And so I know I'm backtracking or I'm all over the place a little bit because I have so much passion for Turkey and for the people and for the culture. But from a wellness perspective, it is such a great place to vegetables. the bazaar are organic and fresh, they're picked or you get all your natural antioxidants. You're not eating all the processed food. You're not eating all the things that are like GMO like we have here in the United States. You're getting mm-hmm. really fresh, homegrown, beautiful vegetables and it just makes you feel good. The natural air, the beautiful sea, the people, so. You know, uh, Turkey
1: is a peninsula. It has three seas. Actually, it has four seas. The Black Sea on the north, which I understand, I have never been there, shame on me, It's gorgeous. (laughs) And of course, the Aegean comes uh, all the way down and it turns into Mediterranean, which is the big sea. And the Mediterranean coast, if you go to Antalya, if you go to Gerçek, I mean, it gets even more beautiful. And, um, and then it goes, uh, and the Marmara Sea is the inner sea where Istanbul is located yeah. and it's around Marmara Sea. So it is really a, an island and there is so much uh, to explore and, and you can bring so much to those shores actually, not only Bodrum. But Bodrum is a very, very popular um, city for uh, vacationers. But people vacation all over the coast, all over the coast.
0: And I don't actually live, um, so I have a house there now, and I'm not in Bodrum Center. I'm in Turkbuku, which is on the north uh, corner of the Bodrum Peninsula. But you're right, I love, you know, in, in Istanbul, the Bosphorus connects the Marmara Sea,
1: yes. with the state, yes.
0: right? And then you come down through the Aegean to Bodrum, down around to Dacha, and I think then yes. Dacia, Dacha is the Aegean and the south of Dacha is the Mediterranean and then you're right you go down through it.
1: It does yes. uh,
0: One of my favorite um I shouldn't say favorite but when people say you know oh you're going to Turkey a lot of Americans picture the desert or the Middle East and of course eastern Turkey has some of that of course Mm -hmm. but there's so much more to it like people don't realize you have the most amazing tropical orchards of mandarins and oranges mm-hmm. and in the fall, just line the street. And you have mountains, ski resorts, the beauty yeah. of snow. And then of course you do have the desert, the coast, the metropolis and culture of the big cities, whether it's Istanbul or Izmir Ankara. And then I personally love the little villages. I love yeah. villages. It's yeah. like stepping back in time in the most wonderful, beautiful way.
1: Yes, actually the de- deserts are very limited. I mean they're very small. As you go east, you get to a very mountainous area, but it is like an open air museum yeah. because years, you yeah. had layers and layers of civilizations and kingdoms. So it is either mountainous or or uh, the mid Anatolia is a little dry, but they have come a long way irrigation and uh, and we have lakes and such well so you are going to stay 4 months in bodrum yes. and what are your plans there you'll be going to you'll be teaching um, wellness uh, sessions um,
0: i may be doing a wellness retreat it just depends on how things open up since we still are in the you know pandemic unfortunately it depends mm-hmm. um UK and travel is so mm-hmm. it's that's a little bit in the air um, I have my wellness podcast, You Lost Me at Namaste. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interviewing some wellness experts, some healers, um, global wellness entrepreneurs, things like that while I'm there for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a book. Oh, and
1: excellent. That's what is I was thinking. Yes.
0: I'm very excited. I actually have two. I have one that's almost done and it's nonfiction and has to do with wellness and finding your life's purpose, living mm-hmm. your best life. And I have another one that's fiction that is a mystery that actually takes place in Gamushluk and Bodrum in general. Oh, and it's we a, need that. <laughs> yes, the lost city of Mindos. So I'm excited about that. Um yeah. it depends on tourism, to be honest. It depends on tourism. So I'm going there, very optimistic that things will open up. And I have a couple other things that are pretty exciting that I'm, I'm not going to share yet. But maybe the next time we speak, I'll be able to share the firm details on
1: that. You know they have big uh, holiday centers where they have uh, uh, hotels or small uh, houses and everything is provided. It is like what they do in the Caribbean. Uh, in as you go east towards Antalya, yes, uh, they have and, and, and they have it in the in Bodrum area. They have it further up north in Cheshme. So you probably be most popular at one of those centers to go and do programs. And and I, I think Turks are very eager to hear that. How did you find the reception by the Turks? And did you have a lot of foreigners also? Well, yeah. it's of course. Uh, uh,
0: okay.
1: universal.
0: Yeah, the majority of my clients are um, foreigners, to be honest. Oh, who- really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. choose Turkey as a destination for wellness? And so Mm -hmm. both of them, because I'm practicing, I'm teaching in English. So there's probably maybe 20%, 25% Turks and 70%, 75% um, UK and other EU nationalities. Although there's a good number of Middle East too. It just depends. It's a very multicultural, multinational area, I feel like. So, yeah, we do, you
1: get Russians too. You get Israel. Israel, uh, yeah. uh, to speak English. I don't know about the Russians, but yeah, to, be Russian,
0: to be honest, um, I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if their focus on wellness is different or if they choose to go somewhere else, but definitely a lot of, um, like Dubai, that area of the world, and a lot of EU, UK for sure, because there's direct flights
1: into direct the area. Flight.
0: And it's just beautiful the weather is very temperate so
1: yeah and it's a bit quite reasonable too uh, i think in terms of prices too yeah. because of course, labor labor, yeah, labor is uh, reasonable in turkey still so did you get health care there in turkey did you have to I did. Uh, how did that go
0: it's great yeah i got a two-year policy to cover me while i'm traveling there So um, the first few times I went when I just went short term to visit, then I did it through um, an international insurance, medical insurance company in the United States that covered me while I was in Turkey. Now I actually get one while I'm in Turkey that covers me a little bit more. But the medical care there is fantastic. I don't know, um, a lot of people I talk to aren't aware that Turkey is a medical destination country. So yes,
1: medical for
0: cosmetic surgery, for dental work, for hair restoration, and then there's other things as well. So I get mm-hmm. monitored for my cancer to make sure I'm safe. Um, I do my dental work, you know, but mostly it's just to make sure I'm healthy in yes. case I... Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm, you I'm, look I'm, wonderful. Thank you. God. That's wonderful. How is your mother doing?
0: My mother <laughs> is great. Thank you for asking. So my mother was diagnosed um, a little over a year and a half ago with cancer. She had it in her throat and neck. And Mm -hmm. um, I brought her to Turkey before she started her treatments. I said, well, because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know she'd be able to talk afterwards forever because they had to remove part of her tongue and part of her throat. She's never smoked and she's not a drinker, Mm -hmm. 69 years old. So it was very unusual and brought her to Turkey. We celebrated her upcoming 70th birthday, knowing that we were not gonna be able to when she actually had her birthday. And every day she swam in the sea, and my mother is blind, so it was very big deal for her to travel. She traveled on Turkish Airlines, and I'll say they took really good care of her. Um, I, I can't say enough about how they treated her. And then when we got to Bodrum, because she's blind, it's very difficult to swim. She can't really swim in the ocean because you don't know which direction the shore is.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And you can't if there's like an undertow or if you get hit by a wave. Well, because the sea, is so beautiful and flat there it was very easy for her to swim without any waves without any currents and she yeah. did it day and I she feels like it definitely helped heal her it was a nice little extra bump of energy before she came back and fought her cancer and I am proud to say that she is cancer-free wonderful,
1: now wonderful
0: Went very well it was a tough road but it went well and I just booked her ticket she's coming back to Turkey in October and we're gonna celebrate
1: so. Oh, excellent. October. And so you'll be gone four months, which is, uh, uh to, to what it's, uh, what are we now?
0: Well, uh, later, April, May,
1: June, July.
0: Exactly. I'll be home. I'll visit my children and do some things in the United States. And then I'm heading back to Turkey in September.
1: Okay. That's really a wonderful time too. You know, a lot of Istanbul people stayed in Bodrum. We have homes in Bodrum during winter now. And apparently winter is very lovely, too. Well, this is really, I I really want to thank Sevil uh, uh, here, who was wonderful to introduce you to us, Uh, Sevil from THY. And uh, she's uh, she's really, really a permanent ambassador of Turkey. Wonderful, person.
0: we met. Um, what about at a white yeah. House correspondence event in the United States? And then I ended up speaking for Turkish Airlines at their um, corporate club global conference on traveler happiness and wellness. And yes, yeah, yes. and so that's how Seville and I connected on the wellness front and wellness travel. So, yeah, definitely a big shout out to Seville yes. Turkish Airlines for this connection.
1: That is wonderful. Um, so when you uh, your children, how old are they?
0: I will not say. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, you were a child bride.
0: <laughs> I was a child bride. Um, my daughter lives in Boston. She just graduated from college, and my son is still in college at Ohio State.
1: I see. Okay, wonderful. So, do they did they connect with Turkey at all? Did they come?
0: They have so- not yet. They were supposed to come last summer, hopefully. And my dad and my stepmother were supposed to come last summer, but obviously that didn't work with um, yeah, you know, Lisa, what's going Lisa, on. Yeah. So I'm really, really hoping soon. But they are excited to come and experience the things I've experienced,
1: so. Plans, mm-hmm. is this is the timing OK for you? Because uh, at ele- 11 o'clock, you have to leave about 9 o'clock there for the airport, don't you?
0: Yes, uh, yeah, I have a lot to do. Yeah. And um,
1: you are, yeah, yeah, you have to leave early. And uh, is it okay, can we ask more questions?
0: Yeah, we can ask a few questions. more
1: questions. Sure. What, what are your long-term plans? Are you going to develop your career further? And uh, because the world needs it actually.
0: Thank you, thank you. Well, the majority of what I do, like what my passion, right, what sets my soul on fire, is public speaking and motivational speaking. And I like to do that on wellness and finding your life purpose and just how to connect to joy and happiness. But because there aren't big conferences right now, and there's not a lot of work for public speakers, because I like a stage, that's my preference, is to be on a stage in person. Mm -hmm. So I'm pivoting a little bit um, and just spending more time on my podcast, more time writing. But my long term goal would be to get back into the motivational speaking on traveler wellness and joy. I love wellness. There are so many things out there that we're not taught as children and that we're just not taught in school that I like to help share with people. And it's not as hard as you think. There's just little things you can do to improve your life and make you feel better every day. And of course we wanna travel and we wanna experience. So I really would like to bring Turkey to to my fellow Americans. (laughs) I would like to bring them to Turkey and experience the wellness that there is there. I just feel so passionately about it. So, yeah. yeah, I will share hopefully on our next show. I'll I do have something coming. So, I just don't want to share it until I have the paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: when um, when people have person to person connections, it's hard to be enemies, really. I mean, I'm very involved with the political issues, and uh, there are some ethnic groups who are very nasty to us, but I have so many friends from that ethnic group. So I cannot get out and curse them. (laughs) You know, uh, if I write something negative, I uh, apologize to my Armenian friends in Turkey, which I have many. Same with other ethnic groups who are, you know, politically, it's one uh, phase. But when you come to -to person-to-person relations, it's another phase. And it softens you up. And so tourism... It is really, uh, tourism and business is really way to peace. And uh, that is... Uh, yeah.
0: To see that we're all human, we're all created equal. And when you have that connection, when you travel to a foreign place and somebody invites you in for tea or has a conversation with you on a meaningful level, it makes you realize, it just kind of like disarms you to whatever your pre-existing you know impression was. I like mm-hmm. to go everywhere with an open mind. Um, And it seems like you do too, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't, because they've been bombarded with the media, or bombarded um, Like things that their parents said, or their grandparents said. My parents are baby boomers. Their parents were World War II generation, right? So there's, as American, there's those kind of things. Yes, we all have. Germany did in World War II. Like, this is horrible what Germany did and, and everything that happened. Meanwhile, my dad's family were German immigrants. Schoenfeld,
1: she- yes, I like your last name. Thank you. Yes.
0: And you know, my mom's family, States, um, you know, direct descendant from the Mayflower. So she's, her family's been here as long hmm. as it can. But you just don't know other areas, right? You just don't know. Unless you personally know somebody who's Turkish or personally know somebody who is, I don't know, French or from Dubai or wherever, it's hard to know the culture. So you're right, tourism, to go and immerse yourself. And yeah. it's easy too. I think Turkey is such an easy place to travel. You have mm-hmm. huge national airports. It's very easy to navigate. Um, the people are just kind and friendly. I feel like it's very, it has that Mediterranean warm vibe that you get <laughs> in, uh, in Italy or, or Greece or, you know, I, I really, really enjoy that. But with its own of course unique culture so
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well of course americans are very tolerant and open-minded compared to the rest of the world i think i i, I came here in 1960 as a turk as a muslim which i'm not a very religious person but yeah. i i had nothing nothing but good uh, wives i you know yep. i advanced in my career i'm a biochemist and uh, nothing stopped if you did the work if you are decent and nice and honest you moved on and that is so precious i think and that's what makes us such a great country because it's your worth your own work that that brings you up there not uh, what family you come for not this not that not nationality or religion or anything so I find, I find it very, uh, I still find it very refreshing in in spite of all the things we hear. History is like that and things are being corrected and things are moving to to better.
0: My children went to a school that was very, very ethnically diverse in a suburb in DC. And I just, my son just came home this past weekend and we were talking a little bit about this show and we were also talking about some of his friends catching up on how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And we started like, wow, okay, this friend, their family are immigrants from Korea. And this friend are immigrants from Thailand. And this friend, right? And all of these children that he grew up with, who's either parents or grandparents, Immigrated to the United States from another country mm-hmm. and literally had the American dream like literally worked hard did well yes. Have, you know, beautiful homes and wonderful lives That they felt they couldn't do in their country for whatever reason they came here and Succeeded and felt good and that is the beautiful side of America. The yes. beautiful side is when people do get along, you know, and do um, have tolerance Outlooks, but it's a yes. big country so well, there's There's pockets of problems everywhere like any country
1: Yeah, Well, it is really unprecedented what the U.S. has done, getting uh, people from all over the world. I mean, that is the basic uh, foundation. Actually, Ottoman Empire was the prototype because there were ethnic groups from all over. I mean, expanded from almost India to northern uh, uh, Africa to Vienna to Persia. So it did when Ottoman Empire... Broke down. Almost thirty na- nations were formed from all the ethnic groups that were in uh, in uh, in the empire. And the empire, really, all it cared didn't impose uh, didn't impose on them. All they wanted is the tax money, and they left the people for their religion and their culture and their schools. Today in Istanbul, we have schools for every ethnic community. their newspapers. So it is is almost the prototype, I think, uh, without being planned, of what U.S. did. And U.S. did it deliberately to attract people from all over the world. And that's where the innovation is. That's where the progress is. You know, unfortunately, uh, Europe is a little stagnant in terms of innovation and and jumping, I mean, in the technological area. Anyway, I can talk all day and make you miss your plane. So <laughs> should, we, <laughs> um, should we go to the uh, videos now? And uh, uh, do you have more uh, things to tell us? I mean, we can listen to you all day.
0: So sweet. I really, I would love to stay and talk longer. I do need to go get ready. Yes for my flight. Um, I'm excited. I have a, a meeting over at, at the Turkish embassy in a couple of hours as well. So I have a very busy day. Um, but this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your
1: show. Well, we thank you for taking the time on a day you are traveling 6,000 miles. So and thank you again. <laughs> but let us plan, I will be in touch with you, doing something from Bodrum. And your new developments, new That's plans, great. and what how you think, what you suggest for improvements. Perhaps you can. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you do have some things to tell us about what we can do better. And thank you. And uh, so, well, yeah.
0: Sorry. I think there's a little delay. I apologize. Um, I just say if anybody wants to contact me,
1: I'm okay. on my Instagram,
0: Michelle Schoenfeld official, and my podcast, You Lost Me at Namaste has so many episodes that I've recorded in Bodrum. And now that I'm going back to Bodrum, every week I record an episode from Bodrum. So if anybody wants to hear more about this, it's You Lost Me at Namaste, and it's on all major podcast platforms.
1: Yeah, I checked it uh, yesterday, the podcast and such. And then I looked up what Namaste means. If it comes from a Sanskrit and it's greeting with respect. And you know, the word namaz in uh, Islamic religion is the prayer you have to do five times. The measure of the word, Sanskrit, to Urdu, and Urdu, namaz is derived from na- namast in uh, Sanskrit. And namaz, I don't know whether you are familiar, it's five times exercise. You are praying. You are alone. You are meditating. But you wash before them. You wash your hands. You wash your feet. I mean, it's basically a very health-oriented wellness program, and you're connecting there with a divine being. So I I was very impressed with that. And I'm going to, I did watch and I'm going to send out a lot. Uh, I'm sure my organization task will. Uh, circulate all that information widely in the social media and uh, I have 10,000 email addresses and and task reaches both Turkey and US Turkish community and as much as possible the American uh, community too. And thank you and uh, uh, yeah, let me ask the guys, uh, Milandri, can we do the videos now?
0: Do you feel safe? Aren't you afraid? These are the questions that I get when I tell my story. And I love telling my story. I will tell it to anyone who will listen. It's a story of love and adventure and renewal and transformation of mind, body, and soul. So when I tell all these details and I hear, do you feel safe? I wanna scream and say, really? Were you not just listening to me? I can tell you, when I had cancer and was, had a port in my chest and was bald and skin and bones and wanted to die, then maybe I didn't feel safe. When I was trying to uncouple from a dangerous and unhealthy relationship with a man that I loved and was terrified of, then maybe I didn't feel safe or when I had given up my identity and sold my soul for the lifestyle I was in and didn't know how to ask for help, maybe then I didn't feel safe. But this story, this wonderful story of big love, well, you decide. It goes something like this. So four years ago, the doctors gave me the okay to travel again after my cancer, and I wanted to go someplace I had never been before. It was Turkey or India. Well, it was August, so I wasn't going to India. I decided Turkey. I brought my best friend with me. She's 10 years younger, had kind of given up on love, was trying to decide if she should just leave everything and go to Paris for this job. But then she said, I don't want to go to Turkey. Let's go to Barcelona. Let's get a house on the beach and make out with surfers. I was like, okay, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I need to go to Turkey. I can't explain why. It's in my soul. I feel it, and it has to do with big love. Well, that's all I needed to say. Those were the buzzwords she was in. We land in Turkey, walk into our hotel. We see the Bosphorus in front of us, the body of water that separates Asia from Europe. I'm hooked, but then I get sick again. I spend two days in the hotel, can't move. I told her this could happen from my treatment. She's a good sport, but on the third day decides to call one of the names on the list of the many names we were given we went on our trip, and she's going to go meet somebody for a drink that night. Well, thinking is probably not the best idea to let her go alone in a city we don't know where we don't speak the language and it's nighttime to meet a man we don't know. I rallied, I went with her. We get down there, she goes to make a phone call. I go to the restaurant to find him. I'm walking through the tables and I see this beautiful man who looks kind of like Benicio Del Toro walk towards me. I'm like, wow. Well, he's on the phone, he doesn't see me, I'm invisible. I look to see what he's seeing. And he's seeing my friend with her hair blowing in the wind, on the phone, smoking a cigarette. They turn, their eyes meet. I watch for the very first time. Fireworks, love at first sight. Well, that's their story. But it's a good one, and it is about love, big love. They do distance, they get engaged, they get married. I find myself coming back to Turkey a year later for the wedding. Late at night, I land in Bodrum, this beautiful little village in the Aegean, no idea where I am. I wake up in the morning, and I see the sun rising out of the Aegean, the Greek islands in the background, and I feel like I'm home. I see the purple-blue waters. I feel it in my soul, like I've lived there before. And I can't explain why. I just knew that I belonged there. It was a magical week. I loved it. I came back to Washington, DC. But I felt like part of me was still there, and I had to figure out a way to go back. So I did. I rebelled against what all my friends said, what all my family said, what everybody said. I trusted my heart. I sold my house, quit my job, bought a one-way ticket, went right back to Turkey. Had three job interviews, got an offer, got a house. And then it's a little village house. I wake up every morning to chickens. I don't have air conditioning, but I look at the sea. And I feel love and happiness like I've never felt before. I feel connected to my soul. I feel love. I feel renewed. I feel transformed. I feel inspired. So when people say at the end of this story, do you feel safe? I know what they're talking about. They're talking about the politics of the Middle East, the politics of Turkey. And what I can say is the people are wonderful and beautiful and hospitable. And I'm so happy when I'm there. But to answer it correctly, I'll quote the Sufi poet Rumi, which is very fitting. (laughs) I am not this hair. I am not this skin. I am the soul that lives within. And for the first time in my life, I realized I did find big love. I found love within myself, self-love. And so, yes, I felt safe. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Well, wonderful it brings tears to my eyes really I send it to friends and they're sending me amazing responses it's beautiful from the heart and you speak so well I mean this is uh, this is a rare gift to speak thank so you. well and so clearly
0: so uh, we, we, yeah I need to go, I, I need
1: to go. Um, okay. okay I
0: thank you so much and in case I think the front part of the video might have been cut off I'm not sure But this was my moth for NPR, um, and it was about, do you feel safe? And so the whole thing was about life. I have not felt safe. Getting out of a difficult marriage, fighting cancer, a lot of times I didn't feel safe. Safe living in Turkey. Oh, thank you, thank you. Have
1: a safest trip, and, and then we'll stay in touch. And we'll watch your podcast I will listen to your podcast and follow Sorry. your uh, <laughs> follow your progress. And thank you. Thank you again for taking the time. And what a great joy to have met you. We are really happy. We are really yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll edit and we'll put the video properly. Uh, I mean, yeah. the whole, Wonderful. Thing, whole thing. All right. Thank, thank you. Again.
0: Have a great day. And until next time.
1: Yes. Yes. We'll stay in touch.
0: I will. I yeah,
1: will. that would be good.
0: That I'll stand good with good. you personally as well. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. See you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste.